Hey, everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey, everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 372. We are a podcast about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, the geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ron Mess. I'm Ari Rockefeller. And I am Mako-chan. And Achievement Unlocked. The trio is back in action, and we're going to wreck more shit like usual. Of course. And probably be driven mad by strange news from Japan. Well, I, I will say this. It was a lull for a couple of weeks, but... You you know how Mako-chan is. Mm-hmm. What? Nobody said anything. I've said it before, and I will say it again. I have no control over the Japanese news. <sighs> well, yeah, and the funny thing is, we shouldn't even be laughing at Japanese news, because look who we have running this country. If that's, mm. not, if that's not a joke in itself, I don't know what the hell is. Oh, damn. Damn, 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 damn. We are live tonight, week of August 28, 2018, here on the VOG Network. We're here live Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, where it replays th- at Thursdays at 2 p.m. Eastern. Check out an interactive chat room at live.vognetwork.com. Check uh, chat clients such as Merc, XChat, Chatzilla can use irc.gamesurge.net. The chat room is VOG, V-O-G. Or you can head on over to animejamsession.com slash network, And uh, there is an IRC link. If you have chat, it'll bring you into the chat room. You can also use webchat.gamesearch.net just in case if the chat applet on VOG Network isn't working. And we're also on Discord. You can find this at vognetwork.com slash Discord. Each of the live shows has its own Discord. So come through. Have a good time. The water is just fine. Wow. So let's kick things off with how was your week? How was your day, Ari? Uh, well, let's see. This past Saturday, we, my friend and I went to see the Riff Tracks of Krull. Oh, how was that? Uh, the Riff Tracks was really good, even though uh, Krull is one of those hilariously awful kind of movies. Another friend of mine swears that it's his... Uh, Favorite movie of all time. It was the first DVD he ever bought. Mm. Uh, let's see what else. Um, yeah, I had to take. I took my mother out for her birthday today. Oh, okay. I kind of screwed things up when she arrived half an hour earlier than planned, but. Whoops. Well, I didn't know what else to get, so I just had to, uh, you know, scramble to get a gift. Understandable and rightfully so. I get it. It was stressful, but not, you know, I wasn't, you know, openly ripping my hair out or anything like that. Mm. And uh, other than that, it's just been a, it's just been work stuff. Like, Sunday evening, I got called in to work a double, which was, which really sucked working from 10 at night to 2 in the afternoon the next day. I did that thing where I nodded off at, like, 5 o'clock and woke up at midnight. Ah, okay. I know that feel. So, yeah, I just, and I am taking a four-hour nap before getting up for work, so. Uh, thankfully, you know, it's just normal work stuff, and it won't be, things won't be too bad for the rest of the week, I don't think. 
Fast check. So yeah, that's how things have been going for me. Alright, great. Mako-chan, how was your week? How was your day? Or in this case, how was your month? Because you got a whole lot to catch up on. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I've been out trying to get used to my new hours at my new job. Um, not there yet. I'm still exhausted almost every day, but I'm doing a lot because I'm learning a lot, so it's to be expected. Other than that, uh, basically just, you know, hanging out with people getting ready for this weekend and uh, drinking quite a bit. Mm. <laughs> I think we're going to need that by this weekend. Yeah, yeah. I I've, I've had quite a bit to drink in the last couple of weeks. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's basically it. I'm uh, trying to get ready for my trip in October, so I'm trying to save up for that. Trying to save up for uh, new cosplay commission and uh, pay bills at the same time, and yeah, it's not going so well. <laughs> but yeah, that's basically it. Just uh, being weird and obnoxious. You're just obnoxious in general, but we still love you. Yes, but I'm weird and obnoxious. Given that the rest of us on the show is weird, you really can't say, but alright. Well, I'm not just weird, and I'm not just obnoxious. I'm weird and obnoxious. And a bitch. That too. There <laughs> you go. There's your trifecta, ladies and gentlemen. Mm. Yes, I don't deny it. Before we continue, speaking of um, alcohol, <laughs> well, somebody had to. Mm. The, the paraphrase it's Miller time, but no, I am not drinking that piss. I do not drink swill. Anywho, my weekend day has been interesting. Now, I may have mentioned this, oh, I don't know some time back about my bed frame and I had to get some replacement plywood to throw underneath the mattress. I woke up last week kind of not curled in a ball, but in a dip. And I'm just like, what the hell? The, the pieces of plywood had slid over and the hole in the frame got deeper and I kind of sunk in. So that's outside of my house, which has not been so that bed frame is outside of my house. For some reason, it has not been picked up. So I got to find out from the from the city why they did not pick it up. But I went ahead, went on Amazon, and bought a replacement. I bought a futon. Because those of you who have seen the Brooklyn studio, it's very small. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And as much as I wanted to go get it from Ikea, I found a better deal and a better build on Amazon for about $50 less. So... As I was going to order it, it was going to take two. It was going to take two deliveries to get it. So I was like, "Well, fuck, that's not going to do me any good." So I figured I wait the next day. Same thing, fuck it. So I placed the order. Now, the mattress is supposed to arrive today, 
and the frame is supposed to arrive Friday. I double check. The, fr the mattress is going to arrive tomorrow along with the frame. Oh, jeez. So I have my work cut out for me, which means I will be heading out for our hanging out with Mako probably Friday night. We'll see. Yeah, just let me know because I've got to do laundry at some point, too. Oh, that makes two of us because I was supposed to do laundry yesterday, but work asked me to do a solid and come in for a special project for three hours. So I had to come in at one o'clock in the morning. Ouch. Yeah, but they paid for an Uber back and forth, so... And I have to do it again tomorrow at a different location. Again, they're paying for the Uber, so I'm perfectly okay with that. Only thing I, only thing I did was I went, I stopped off at the store, bought a microwavable meal, and brought it in. And let me tell you, I, I didn't know Benihana had a line of frozen, frozen dishes. Mm-hmm. They suck. Mm-hmm. <coughs> The Marie Callender's frozen meals taste a lot, I mean, are a lot more filling and cheaper, but it was like, well, I get why it's a little more expensive, but, you know, I might end up finding, I might end up ordering Panda Express frozen meal or some shit like that, so, you know. Mm. So, also, on Sunday, after our update, two of my hard drives, I thought, failed, but what happened was, my external hard drive that bait I used finally kicked the bucket. Come to find out that I didn't know, one of the fans stopped running, which probably warped the board that connected the drives. So the old hard drives are sitting on my on my printer here. So probably tonight or tomorrow, I will be putting those drives inside my PC because I went looking to price another external bay, and they don't have anything that's bigger than six gigs and it's really expensive so i said fuck it i'll just put it in my machine and call it a day so tomorrow yeah i i finally broke down and bought myself a new external drive portable and one terabyte and then i am excited for your xbox nice uh no for the computer oh because my external is well running very very slow and it doesn't have a lot on it so mm -hmm. i said fuck it i'm gonna get myself a portable one well i guess it's time to erase that drive and like recycle it yeah i gotta see what's on there i might actually keep it and keep um the portable one for media and the other one for backup well you can always get like a dock and put the hard drive in just in case if it's the um outer casing that's going the benefit yeah I'm I'm not sure yeah all right yeah. at this point I'm not very worried about it True. as long as I can get everything switched over and I'm looking at getting a portable drive myself because I picked up the Disney afternoon collection for Xbox one for six dollars and I Good went call. yeah I'm like fuck it I kind I'm like a where is bonkers and goof troop but then I realized Goof Troop was on Super Nintendo, and I don't think there was a Bonkers game. And if it was, it was probably just on Super. But I had all the NES ones, and it was kind of odd not to see Licensed by Nintendo of America on the opening credits of the game. <laughs> uh, but other than that, that was basically my week and day. 
Um, let's see what's going on in the chat room here at live.bogdartwork.com. Let's see. Nemesis47 said he adulted and got his Mamoru pants for Colossal, which is in eight months. That's called responsibility right there. I just shared um, a, what you call it, a meme about cosplayers going broke, but yet crowdfunding for more cosplays. Get your mm -hmm. shit, get your shit mm -hmm. together, people, please. Seriously, get your shit together. Um, let's see. And they're basically getting their Colossal Con stuff together. But I guess you're not a real cosplayer until you realize it's three days before the con, and I need to finish this cosplay, or it's three days before the con. I think I can shit out one more cosplay. Oh, you mean like everybody's doing for Dragon Con right now? Sure. <laughs> I, when, you, when you hear that, I want you to picture that Don Draper meme of him laughing, holding, that, holding his glass with his scotch. Except that's me. Mm -hmm. And I'm holding my can of uh, Schoffenhofer uh, grapefruit beer. Ooh. That's how I feel right now. But I guess it's not truly achievement unlocked until you go to a con and you're bringing your sewing machine with you. I have not brought my sewing machine. I have brought my sewing. Well, I told myself I would never get to that point, and I got to that point. I will never do it again now. It sounds, you know, somewhat reasonable. That's not so bad, all right? It's a sewing kit, and you have last-minute stuff to put. That's fine. That's all and good. But when you're bringing out um, Bertha, the sewing machine, and you're taking it up to the room, and then you realize you spent half the fucking con in your room working on the cosplay because it's for the masquerade. Hey, if you win, shut the fuck up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you win, that's it. But if you didn't win, it's like you have to eat that crow. And hold on to that big ass L. <laughs> and to those cosplayers who are bringing nine plus cosplays to a, for a three day con, y'all stupid. I'm sorry. I just don't yeah, see a reason. that that's no. a bit extreme. No. I don't see a reason. But if y'all want to do it, hey. Do you, boo. Do you. That's it. That's all I got to say. Do it, represent, and have a good fucking time. All right. We are going to go ahead and take our first break. And when we get back, we got some news, and there's a couple. There's something I want to get off my chest real quick, and I promise it will not take up that much time. Actually, mm -hmm. no, of course it won't. Well, given what I have to say, I don't think it's going to take up that much. And even if it goes over, given the time that we're running at, we good. So, um, yeah. Uh, let me adjust that. Yeah. We'll be back.
double check the sound settings because I actually have on the mixer it's below 50% on the music so I have to double check that but on the plus side if it's too low I can easily make proper adjustments to the uh, to the sound but um I want to ad address the elephant in the room so a few other podcasts have been covering this and I, I kind of want to say this real quick um if you're wondering, yes, this is in regards to the shooting in Florida. Now, I'm going to give y'all a quick summary version of what I wrote on my fan page Sunday. I I grew up in the hood, so video games were our escape. So we get together, play video games, and have fun. Sometimes we do tournaments. Sometimes we beat each other. Sometimes we got mad. Sometimes we got angry. And sometimes we, we fought each other. But we got it out of our systems, and we continued to play. And it it was just our fists. And we, we kind of knew better. What happened was a tragedy, and it shouldn't have happened that way. I just hope that as a community, we can heal from this and try to prevent this in the future. And that's all I want to say about that. Anything else, it'll get political. I might get a little agitated, and I rather not that and the fact that i am doing this show without the air conditioner and i'm sweating my balls off so there now that we got that out the way let's talk about one of my favorite fandoms it's JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Give me a sec. If I can pull up the track. Dang. You would think by now I would know the names of the songs, but my memory is, eh, for the most part. But I know the song, but sometimes I don't know the names of the tracks. And hopefully it'll come up. Just bear with here I should have threw this into the pre into the playlist you know before I did before I did any of this at least I, I would have been on 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 point with that huh that is interesting you mean to tell me I don't have this track and get you get remixes of it are popping up <laughs> sorry about that as they say Live radio, boys and girls. Um, eh, fuck it. I'll play one of these remix tracks just because. Yes, that's what you think it is. But here's the thing. You have to admit, 
Araki Hirohiko has some interesting art designs when it comes to his characters. They all they have like a funky feel to it, an original feel, also a pastel feel. But here's the thing about his art: it's going to be an exhibit in Tokyo. It's called the JoJo Bizarre Adventure Art Exhibit, and it's going to be open to the public starting last Friday, which is pretty cool. It's going to be officially be called Hirohiko Araki JoJo Exhibition Ripples of Adventure. It'll be held at the National Arts Center in Roppongi, which is in Tokyo. This is only the second time the National Arts Center of Tokyo has hosted an exhibit by a manga creator. The first time was almost 30 years ago, and it was Te Osamu Tezuaka, as we know who did Astro Boy. Featuring artwork from every major phase of the JoJo experience, Ripples of Adventure will display everything from original drawings to exclusive artwork from the creator himself. As it says on the website, having first been serialized in Weekly Shonen Jump magazine in 1987, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, created by the manga artist Hirohiko Araki, marked its 30th anniversary in 2017. This exhibition a comprehensive 30-year survey, which includes an abundance of Araki's original hand-drawn pictures, traces important developments and the history of the work in a diverse range of displays limited to this event. Allowing visitors to experience the manga's worldview in an, on an unprecedented scale, the exhibition promises to be an epoch-making JoJo festival. This exhibit will be open Sunday through Thursday from 10 to 6, Fridays and Saturdays from 10 to 9. It will end on Monday, October 1st, and it will be closed on Tuesdays. Tickets are available for advanced sales for 1,400 yen. After the event starts up, tickets will be on sale for 1,600 yen. There are discounts available for students and groups. Recently, the JoJo franchise has been gaining more popularity both overseas and in Japan. The anime, which began in 2012, is currently in production for its fourth season. Well, it depends on who you say. Technically, uh, they're saying, if you think about Diamond is Unbreakable, is the fourth season, and Venture Ariel, better known as Golden Wind, is the fifth, but they're calling it the fourth for some reason. The first episode had premiered at a handful of conventions, including an AX in Los Angeles. It will premiere on Japanese television on October 5th. I'm kind of looking forward to it. I wonder if you get discounts on admission if you bust out a JoJo-esque pose. I doubt it. Eh, just a thought. Mm. Well, if you follow JoJo, each chapter, I mean, each season that it takes place in, generally the ending theme corresponds with the with like the era of the series. Mm -hmm. Like, part three was um, the Bengals walk like an Egyptian. And the fourth season, Diamond is Unbreakable, it was Savage Garden Truly Madly Deeply. No, it was I Want You. I mean, I Want You, I'm sorry, yeah. A bunch of us were talking. Given the season coming up and where it takes place, 
and what's going on. We're all taking bets that this is going to be the fit, the season ending. Gangster's Paradise? Yup. Basically, maybe. maybe. Basically, um, Jotaro sends Koichi to Italy to investigate something, and you find Giorno Giovanna, another JoJo, who is looking to take out his father and reform the, and, and basically reform the Italian mafia. So, to me, it it kind of makes sense that this is the ending theme. For, uh, for Venture Ariel. Wouldn't surprise me, but just saying. Just saying. Could happen, who knows? And then I'm going to the chat room at live.vognetwork.com. Yeah, we've kind of been agreement for it, so. Alright, let's see what else is on this list here. Ari, what's going on with Toei Animation? Um, they're partnering up with Dandelion Animation f for a digital anime. That's cool. <clears throat> uh, Toei, Toei announced on Wednesday that it is entering a capital business partnership with Dandelion Animation Studio. The 3D CG animator for for Hakyu, Miss Hokusai, and the Empire of Corpses, with the goal of strengthening digital anime production. Through the partnership, Toei Animation aims to strengthen its business in the digital content production sphere and to offer more digital anime in the foreign market. Uh, Dandelion was founded in 2007 and is headquartered in Tokyo. The company has recently focused on digital art and has a broad involvement in anime industry through anime planning and production, as well as intellectual property. The company is known for character and child-oriented content, which is also a focus for Toei. Dandelion partnered with the <clears throat> Shenzhen China-based Dajiang Innovations drone manufacturing company to produce a robot ma Robo Masters the Animated Series project in 2017. Toei Animation was established in 1956, and the company has produced 238 theatrical works and 218 television works for a total of 12,479 episodes of content. The company has had rapid growth in recent years due to the involvement in foreign and licensing businesses. Uh, Toei Animation expects the sales of 48 billion yen, which is about 4.35 billion for the fiscal year ending in March 2019. Uh, Solo Digital Arts, Galaxy Graphics, and Toei announced in July that they jointly invested in a new CG animation studio named Ten, spelled T-E-N-H, Animation Magic. The company itself was established on October 10th and begins, begins business operations in July. Well, be, began operations in July. I think that's a bit of an idea, because digital distribution is getting very popular, and it's not for nothing, it's actually cheap to put out there, you know, it's a lot cheaper to throw it up on a bunch of servers and maintain it as opposed to doing like physical print um, print copies. Granted, as we, as Mako-chan has pointed out on this show count on uh, numerous times, Japan loves their physical media, even though they are in limited spaces. But given this, 
And if it's priced right, we may just see a, a change in that. So. Mm-hmm. Plus, with Toei doing this, you know, they could find themselves easily being able to get better distribution overseas with third parties, or they could see themselves, you know, doing what CBS did, opening up their own digital distribution service for their titles. Yeah, I mean, this looks like it might try to take away the need for the companies like Crunchyroll and things like that, Mm -hmm. that you're not dubbing it, you're just subtitling it. So if you're just subtitling it anyway, you might as well kind of keep your revenue, you know? And then, like, like, hire... And what Toei could do is just hire, like, Bang Zoom to dub it, you know? Like, here's a few dollars, dub it, you know? If you think about it. Because hmm. I do hope that's what they do, because as, as popular as, as uh, uh, subtitled anime is, dubbed anime is just as good, you know? This isn't going to devolve into another subs versus dubs argument, is it? No. I mean, Thank God. I'm tired of hearing those. You, you know, so I can understand at the time the subs versus dubs debate, especially the price point. Now it's like 30 bucks. You can pick up the first 13 episodes, watch it in original Japanese, dubbed English, dubbed Spanish, dubbed Portuguese, dubbed Italian, and dubbed German. Just saying. Yeah, I mean, because of technology, uh-huh. um, I, I don't think that issue is a big issue. What I'm thinking is you've got a company like Crunchyroll that you have to pay to get simul subtitles. Mm-hmm. But this company, you know, it could be on Crunchyroll, it could be on Hulu, it could be on Funimation, depending on what the anime is. Yep. This is cutting out, you know, okay, well, we're going to give it to, you know, Funimation. They're going to do the dub, but we're going to subtitle our own shit and put it out and save, you know, you know, get all of that money for ourselves. I see them doing that. I don't see them necessarily dubbing themselves as well. But still, I mean, that's, you know, that's a legit complaint that a lot of fans have is, you know, we've got to wait, we've got to wait, we've got to wait. And while that wait isn't as bad as it used to be, because there is quite a bit that is simul dubbed and simul subtitled, um, it's not as large a... uh, as large a uh, group as some people think. So this might be a way to get some of the less popular stuff that the dubbing and subbing community might not want to pay licensing for without having to actually pirate. True, true. And the sad part is, even if they drop one commercial in between each episode, the fans will revolt. Oh, they still will. I mean, no matter what they do, it's not going to cut down and kill piracy. 
Well, one thing they could do, and I know Crunchyroll has done this for a few titles. Oh, excuse me. They've actually colorized some of the fan, some of the subtitles, make it a little bit more pleasing for the eye, more popping. You know, I think mm-hmm. there are a couple plus of it denoted that there's different people speaking. Yeah, I mean, like have one set of colors for like for music. This, guy. yeah, I think that would be kind of cool. But it is like the usual happens. thing for is you just see you know two lines of text and one just has a long dash. And they just have long dashes at the beginning of them. Yep. Occasionally you'll see, you know, like it's script format where you see, you know, the name of the person talking. Yeah. And um, when we uh, see in our chat room here live, the vognetwork.com. Um, Nemesis Play 7 says, I prefer physical myself. I know I'm old. That's not necessarily the case. You don't have to be old to prefer a physical medium. I look at it this way. With the options of physical purchases and distribution purposes it depends on how you want to flaunt your money like i am a fan of attack on titan i don't see myself buying the anime on blu-ray but i have no problems watching it on crunchyroll funimation cartoon network that i can do i got no problem with that now my hero academia that's a series i have no problems uh, plucking money down to buy on blu-ray Look at uh, Love Live. I have I have dropped one hundred and fifty dollars out of the bat, for, you know, for the for, for the for the first two seasons and the movie. I got no problems with that. It just all depends on how you want to do it. I mean, sometimes you know, it's like if you're a big fan of it, you'll pick up the box sets, you know, or the deep or the individual volumes. It just depends on how you roll. Maybe who knows? Maybe after like season four of Attack on Titan, it gets so I really get into it. I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I will buy the box sets. It all it all depends, really. All right. Um, speaking of digital distribution, uh, Marco, what's up with Netflix? So yeah, Netflix is uh, pulling out two movies. The first is the sequel for their Death Note film. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed the film for enjoying the film i wish they would have called it something other than death note because i don't like the way that they did the characterizations but that's you know not here or there they're doing a sequel so it doesn't matter so yeah um it's going to be written by greg russo uh he's also writing an upcoming mortal Kombat movie resident evil movie and Phil, uh, Fear Film. Um, so he's going to be penning the script. And, uh, you know, according to Netflix, Death Note gave them a sizable success. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that's from people that genuinely liked the movie. Or if that's just from people that were curious as fuck about the mu- movie. Either way, they got their money. Yep. Either way, they got their money, and they're doing a sequel. I think that probably, I think the reason why they go, I think one reason they're going to do a sequel is they took a, they probably took a lot of listener feedback and passed this over to Hero. So if they do the sequel, it'll be a little bit more on par. I still. Well, the thing is, when they announced that they were doing a Death Note film for Netflix, it they came out right away and said, you know. 
this is definitely going to be at least two to three films. Mm -hmm. And the second and third film will all depend on how many people watch the first one. So they've been plotting to do at least a sequel on it um, from the beginning. The fact that basically the first movie was very plot holy without a second film. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. They, they really, really weirded out with the plot. Just, just like my, my whole thing is the, the fact of the matter is death note. You know, they, they basically warped the plot of it so much. They, they should have just called it something else. But yeah, so um, watch out for the sequel for that. And in other Netflix news, they revealed that its September lineup is going to include the live-action Bleach film. Ooh. So that's going to be released on September 14th. And... Uh, yeah, the the film did really well in Japan. Made about $121 million and ranked four in its opening weekend. So, not for nothing, not bad. It did come to the States. It had two screenings on July 20, 28th at the Japan Cuts Festival in New York. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it, it's going to be dealing with, it looks like, at least the first season, just from the characters that are going to be introduced in the film. So, uh, we'll see. I'm looking forward to it. I'm hoping that they don't screw it up. Um, and, and I don't mean in the fact that they're going to, like, screw up the characters, because the live-action... Full Metal Alchemist was good characterization-wise, but they kind of dropped the ball plot-wise. Um, you think that might happen with this one? I'm, I'm hoping not. With Full Metal Alchemist, for those that have actually seen the anime or read the manga, a lot of what happens um, or what should happen in a sequel to the Full Metal Alchemist film can't happen because of the botch job they did for the first one. So I'm hoping that they don't do that with this. And kind of kill plot, you know, plot points that are important later on in the series by just ignoring them or passing over them in the first movie. But I'm looking forward to it. I liked Bleach. I know by the end a lot of people hated the series, but, you know, I liked it, except for, you know, the fact that the manga had fucking filler, but, you know, besides that. <laughs> no manga should have filler. Honestly, I haven't been that big of a fan of Bleach, you know, one way or another, so I'm... I would kind. Of, I'm kind of going into this, you know, with a 
blank slate, I guess. Yeah, I hear you. Like, if it's not, like, 100%, you know, 100% loyal to the manga, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna you know, lose my shit over it. Yeah, well, I'm not gonna lose my shit if it's not 100%, but if they can't continue on with the series because they've fucked up plot, that's where I'll be upset. But yeah, so, you know, looking forward to September because I would like to see the Bleach movie. I'm just hoping that they don't fuck it up. Well, I will say this. As for the FMA movie, I liked it for what it was, and I kind of get the point. They packed all that in. I think they could have spread it out more. That one film, they could have done, they could have done it as a two-parter. That they could have done. Or a 1.5, more or less. Um, yeah, the, they basically took the first movie, packed everything from the first, seri- uh, first season into a two-hour movie, and got rid of a lot of the stuff that would be needed for season two. All right. Okay. Oops. <laughs> Hold on. I'm trying to get my train of thought back. Give me a second. Okay. So, I liked it for what it was. I saw what they're trying to do. As for Death Note, I don't follow it. So, I, my opinion doesn't really count, per se. My, from my assumption of it, it's an American adaptation, so it's in its own little parallel world. Sort of like how, if you look at Sailor Moon, you have the Deke Sailor Moon, and then you have Viz's Sailor Moon. It's just two different things because of the dub. Whereas you have manga Death Note, anime Death Note, Japanese Death Note, and American Death Note. Each one is probably different, so it doesn't flow within each other. And if people are saying that it was not the way it should have been, then I'm going to take their word for it, because I don't follow it. But as for Bleach, I enjoyed it for a little bit till I just stopped, because um, it was just, yeah, I, 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 it was just too slow for me. But I will um, give it a shot, the live action shot, see if I enjoy it. For the most part, I do enjoy live actions of, of anime adaptation, so. And now, back for more streaming, I think, um, we're going to, pro- after this pod, after this show, I think Ari is going to be missing in action for the next three months. <laughs> okay, then. Um, as of Monday, Twitch Presents, the Twitch Presents channel has started a marathon of all Pokemon episodes and their movies. That's a whole lot of Pokemon. Oh yeah, it began at 10 a.m. Pacific time on Monday, August 27th, and Mondays through Thursdays will feature blocks of 10 to 16 Pokemon series episodes, with each block repeating throughout the day. Fridays and Saturdays will consist of encore presentations of the episodes that are featured at the beginning of the week on Twitch Presents 2. Sundays will be Pokemon movie days starting at 10 a.m., and the 16 films are planned to air in all. Movie schedule isn't announced yet, but here's the uh, episode lineup. August 27th is, you know, Indigo League, the first season. September 3rd, Orange Islands, season 2. September 10th, The Johto Journeys, which is season 3. 
September 20, September 17th, Jota League Champions Season 4. September 24th, Master Quest Season 5. <clears throat> October 1st, Pokemon Advance Season 6. October 8th, Pokemon Advance Challenge Season 7. Uh, October 15th, Pokemon Advance Battle Season 8. And October 22nd is Pokemon Battle Frontier. Um, hmm. That only covers up to the uh, Gen 3 stuff. Unless the actual uh, like the Pokemon website has uh, anything about it. Well, it says here it's just showing the first nine seasons. I thought it was all of them. No, it's it's just the first nine seasons. And that's basically be- because I don't think they can get the licensing for the newer stuff yet. Man. Hmm. Okay, I must have missed that part, but yeah, I see where you're going with. Man, it's getting to the point where... Fuck cable. I mean, shit. Between Twitch, Netflix, Hulu, and if you throw in a couple of paid services like WWE Network and CBS All Access or something like that, you good. I will say this. It'll be fun watching these first nine seasons because I can hear the original voice actors again. Let's not. It, it's just nice for me. I'm not going into anything else about that. Okay. Just saying. Alright. So what else is next? We got... Something interesting from Dragon Ball Z. Some, some ad-libbing. And, I, and I'm kind of I'm kind of surprised by that. I think that's pretty cool. Mm. Alright. No, that's not the one I want. Um, here we go. If it'll play. There we go. Thank you. Goku voice actress Masako Nozawa reveals catchphrase and Dragon Ball anime started as an ad lib. Viewers of the original Japanese version of Dragon Ball know Goku's Osu Ara Goku catchphrase. Many viewers also know that Masako Nozawa voices not just Goku, but also Gohan and Goten. Thanks to a variety program, we now know from Nozawa herself that Goku's catchphrase started as sort of an ad-lib. In the anime, Goku often says, Os, ara, Goku, which literally means, yo, I'm Goku. The phrase also had a deeper meaning that references Goku's charming, simple-mindedness, and martial arts background. Nozawa appeared as a guest on Fuji TV's Downtown Now talk variety show on Friday, I believe, last Friday? Yes, last Friday. The episode that they showed, Piccolo's voice actor, Toshio Furukawa, made a video appearance to discuss Nozawa's work on Dragon Ball. Furukawa recalled an anecdote in which the anime's director questioned Nozawa about a line in the so-called Goku language that Nozawa has helped craft 
for Goku over the years. Nozawa replied that if she spoke the line in standard Japanese, that it would no longer be Goku. The director apparently relented and let Nozawa use uh, use the Goku language form of the line. Nozawa seems to have a penchant for ad-libbing. She confirmed on the show that she inadvertently created Os Ara Goku catchphrase through an ad-lib incident years ago. The voice actress explained that she stood in front of the microphone and said Goku's now famous catchphrase as a joke. The staff positioned behind her in an apparent recording session remarked that the line was amusing. Even though Toei has gotten credit for inventing the phrase, Nozawa revealed it was, in fact, it was this incident that created the line. With talent as legendary as hers, it comes to no surprise that she has been instrumental in shaping uh, Goku's character over the decades. Furukawa also mentioned on the program that rather than record each character individually in separate takes, Nozawa can record a conversation between Goku, Gohan, and Goten in one take. Damn, wow. that's impressive. That's, well, we'll get to that in a sec. But, um... Furukawa said that Nozawa can record such a scene for 15 minutes of a 30-minute anime, and he believes there is no one else who can do that. I mean, think about it. She voices all three characters. That's just smooth going across, you know? This is why I can never be a voice actor for even one character, because I'd lose my mind, you know, when the, you know, you know, talking to myself in the other voice, you know? Like, all of a sudden, like, the, like, the other voice will just develop an entire different personality and be like, well, what have we got here? Hmm. And just completely fuck me over in ways I don't, I wouldn't understand until they happened. Gotcha, gotcha. But I think that's still that's pretty cool though. I, I like I like that, you know, because we always nope. hear about when they when they when they work on anime, it's like it's only one person in the booth at a time recording, and generally with American cartoons, everybody is there and they're just going right across, like you know, in a in a, in a, in a setting, which is cool. The fact that she did this, I thought that that was really awesome. I wonder if Masako X knows about this. Say what? I said, wonder if Masako X knew about that. Mm. You know, you know who he is, right? No. He's a part of Team Four Star. He's he's the voice of a abridged Goku and abridged uh, Gohan. Oh, no. oh. He took the he took the name from her specifically. Gotcha, gotcha. I don't I don't keep up with Team Four Star, you know, but um. Maybe I should. Alright. We've gotten through all of that. I'm sweating up a storm here. Let's see what Mako has in store for us for strange news from Japan. I Can I take the second one? Sure. I'll take the last one. Okie dokie, I guess that means I'm the first one. Yep. Aren't you always? No. So, yeah, a drunk man decided that to try and get a free ride home uh, from the police, he was going to claim that he stole a gun. So he got arrested. So, uh, yeah... 
The station received a threat call on August 22nd from a public phone. They were prepared to face a potential gunfight. I'm now heading towards Wajiro police box. I stole a handgun. Please only aim for the feet, said the unidentified man on the line. It didn't exactly sound like a man turning himself in, but, you know, police thought it might lead to a potential shootout. So on high alert, nine officers rushed to the public phone that the call came from, only to find a 68-year-old, unemployed, and very drunk man muttering to himself. As you do. Yeah. After he was arrested, uh, he basically admitted, taxis weren't stopping for me, and so I thought the police would give me a free ride home if I told them that I stole a gun. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, they arrested him. Yeah. So, instead of going home, he got to go to jail. Well, in a way, he kind of went home. Kind of. It's an alternate home. Yeah, well, I mean, he's unemployed, so, you know, it could be home. At his age? Sure. I mean, maybe if he called and said, I'm drunk, I need to get home, you know? I mean, fuck, even local police around here is like, I kind of need a ride home, you know, if there's no no other option, you know what I'm saying? Well, those police boxes, too, um, it, they're used for emergencies, but at the same time, you can go into the box and say... You know what? I'm too drunk to get home. You know. Send can, help. Yeah. Can can somebody help me? And even if they, you know, just had somebody come out, because a lot of those boxes have, you know, a small police station attached to them, or you know, there are cops on the beat in the areas. Somebody could have been called to at least help the guy to a taxi stand. I mean, something other than calling the cops and saying, hey, I stole a gun, shoot at my feet, please. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I'm looking down the side of recommended stories, and I'm like, we covered this, you co- you put, you, you grab this one, you grab this one. Oh my god, why didn't we cover this one? Or... What in the world, you know? All right, Ari. What's up with paying to be rude? Oh, boy. Uh, in ten- a Tokyo restaurant charges rude customers more, sees a dramatic increase in number of rude orders. <clears throat> uh, just one month ago, Tokyo Pub... Conroya had the internet applauding its unorthodox beer pricing system. While customers of good manners use the phrase "excuse me, one beer, please," while tugging their server could get ju- could get it for about 380 yen or about 340. Less courteous patient and patrons would be charged 500 yen with with things like "bring me a beer." Or at the top of the pricing period, customers in Sibley shouted, "Hey, beer!" would get strung, stung 100 yen per glass. 1,000. A thousand yen per glass, sorry. Mm-hmm. 
But when your menu is similar to selling, the selling of Catholic indulgences in the Middle Ages, it opens up the possibility customers won't react in the most enlightened way. See, from one perspective, Conroyo was taken up, tacking on a penalty surcharge for rude customers. But looking at it a different way, you could also say it was selling the right to be br brusque with the waiters and waitresses and not feel bad about it. After word got out about the policy, the restaurants saw a sharp increase in the number of customers ordering with hay, beer, the exact opposite of the intended effect of the 1,000 yen price. Oops. <clears throat> it's not clear whether the customers were genuine jerks or simply engaging in what they thought was a little tongue-in-cheek fun. Either way, Con Conroy, yeah, setting a desire to reduce employee stress, has done away with the making customers order beer at all. Instead, it's instituted a self-serve beer system where customers pour their own dress and can drink all they want for 290 yen per 30 minutes. Unlimited wine is also a part of the package. Honestly, it's a little hard to tell how serious Konroya was about as battle was about the whole thing. Well, if even if well, go on. even if a customer drinks the leisurely price of one beer every 30 minutes, 290 is still cheaper than even applied as 380 yen beer under the old pricing structure. And it seems like the restaurant is truly angry at its customers. It wouldn't be in the mood to economically reward them in any way. Still, the switch to self-service has been made because if you can't ask someone for something politely, you're going to have to end up getting it yourself. Yes. So angry that you're making more money. Yeah. I mean that to be in a satirical way, but I don't think they really expected that to happen. I mean... I'd be nice for a beer, you know, to save a few yen. Just, just saying. I've occasionally seen this on a, on you know other you know restaurants or like coffee shops and stuff like that, where like they charge more if you just say you know, like say it like bluntly or something like that. If you like mm -hmm. ask like really nicely, it's like only like one dollar for a cup of coffee or something like that. If you say like give me a coffee, it's like five bucks. No, no, no. This is why I don't go to Starbucks. <laughs> shit, $5 for a cup of coffee? That shit better keep me wired for the next 12 hours. Anywho, we've always talked about on this show the importance of idols and so forth. Well, here's something interesting. A Japanese idol was so sick that she was replaced by computer graphics and a manga drawings and a video what yup so here's the thing if you're filming a music video for idol supergroup akb48 it doesn't seem like it should be such a big problem if one of them is out sick akb48 is made up of four dozen idols thus the name 48 so if one of them needs to take a day off just pick one of the remaining members to fill in right but it's not that easy. One of the reasons why Japan's idol industry is so robust, despite it being marketed to a much narrower niche than mainstream J-pop, fans are encouraged to buy multiple copies of the same CD in order to get more ballots to vote for their favorite vocalist with. The winner of these popularity contests gets the honor of being the group's center, or the most premier, their featured performer for its next music video. And this is what happened to 21-year-old Jirina Matsui, at the most recent AKB48 election, which was held two months ago. She was also ranked 
seventh in a poll of Japanese most beautiful idol singers. At least that was how it was supposed to happen, though. But unfortunately, when it came to film the video for Sentimental Train, AKB48's 53rd single, good God almighty, Matsui was too sick to take part. But since fans had given her the most votes at the last election, the producers couldn't just replace her with another singer in the video, so they used a CG model and manga illustrations. And I'm looking at it, and I think you know which music video is coming to mind if I, as I see this. Well, the take on me is good for the, uh, the hand-drawn stuff, yeah. but the CGI just plunges it straight into the Uncanny Valley. Yeah, or that one scene from uh, the Moon Pride AMV. I mean, PV. Now, during the indoor dance scenes, the other featured singers performed in a missing idol formation with a CG construct of Matsui wearing a matching outfit digitally inserted. At points where the camera would have cut to a close-up of her, there was a black-and-white illustration of her face on screen. Okay. The lengthy 10-minute video has a hefty story element loosely retelling the legend of Princess Kaguya, who briefly left her home on the moon to live on Earth. Because of that, Matsui was scripted to have several scenes of dialogue with fellow idol Akari Suda. Instead, instead Matsui once again appears in anime-style illustrated form with her lines written on screen as text before the camera cuts back to Suda, who speaks her line aloud, as shown in the video. There is a powerful romantic tension between Suda and the simulated Matsui scenes, which is added by the fact that uh, the manga illustrations come courtesy of Takao Takako Shimura, creator of LGBT manga such as Wandering Sun and AI Hana, known as Sweet Blue Flowers. Surprisingly enough, the video has several cuts featuring what is supposed to be Matsui's back or hands, especially fessing up to the fact that a body double was used instead. Alrighty then. But still, the CG and manga visuals make it so that Matsui is technically still the video center, even if she's not really in it. But you don't have to worry about that. The video, the producers are labeling the video as the unfinished version, implying that once Matsui is willing to spend time in front of the camera, her scenes will be filmed and spliced in, <laughs> thus giving fans two versions of Sentimental Train to enjoy and, of course, buy, should the producers decide to sell them separately. And you know they will. Idols are weird. Well, now, well, yeah, I guess. Well, you're, you're, this is coming from a guy who doesn't follow the uh, idol genre, so. I, I get you. I, I, I totally get you. To register participation for this week's episode of Anime Jam Session on VogNetwork.com, use the passphrase brace. Shall we wrap it up? Mm-hmm. Sure. I can tell Makoto's ready to pack up and get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? So, we'll be back.
What do you know? We're wrapping things up before the time allotted. I think that's a good thing. Very much so a good thing. So with this time, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up so that everybody else can get the hell up on out of here because we got stuff to do tonight, tomorrow, and the rest of the week. So if you like the show, tell a friend. Maybe in turn, tell another friend and so on and so forth. We're independent podcasters with independent um, voices. And what we talk about on the show is our actual thing. Like it or, you know, how it goes. So... If you have any questions about the show, drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Again, that is podcast at animejamsession.com. We want to know what's up. We're here to believe you. Check out our website at animejamsession.com where we post our convention links. You'll find our reviews, photos, videos, editorials, our podcast throughout the weeks on that on our website at animejamsession.com. Check it out. You can also find our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Groove, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and Player FM. So, there are plenty of ways to find our show. Check it out. Spread the good word. A lot of these sites give you the option to leave a review. So, we're just asking if you like it, we want to hear from you. If you don't want to email, just drop us a quick review. Cool. We appreciate that. Don't forget to follow us on social media. Uh, YouTube.com slash Anime Jam Session. Twitter.com slash Anime Jam Session. And Facebook.com slash Anime Jam Session. To everyone who follows us on those sites, thank you so much. We appreciate the love and support. We couldn't do this show without you. And don't forget to follow us back here on vognetwork.com at vognetwork.com. We're here Tuesdays at 9.30. Encores Thursdays at 2 p.m. And a quick note, I am working on Otakon 2017 photos. I'm going as fast as I can. A few of you have made requests for copies of your photos. I will be working on those requests tomorrow. And then I'll be getting back to getting caught up and get out of my backlog. So we're going to go around the room real quick. Last words. Last words, Ari. Uh, I just want to go to bed and get up. Not tired tomorrow. Last words, Mako. I'm very sleepy. All right. We're going to get the hell up on out of here. So that is it. End of list. So I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. And I'm Mako-chan. Ah. <sighs> Christ, did I give my last words? No, I did not. This keeps getting to me. And those are my last words. Ma, this heat. That's it. We're out of here. Good night.
This podcast has been a production of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol-whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressioned on this show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it. For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and VogNetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane!